Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Monday, December 20th. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to go over a really nice six-game NBA main slate that locks at 7.30 p.m. this evening. Great games to go over. As of right now, all six are playing. Uh, good news this morning was the uh, NBA and the NBA Players Association agreed on some terms to add players, sign some 10-day contract contracts, increase uh, some rosters so that we will avoid any shutdown in the NBA. So fingers crossed we keep things moving and keep these uh, – these contests playing. So I love it. Uh, you know, you all have heard me talk several times about, you know, the more confusion, the more changes, uh, the more mayhem, really, I think the, the bigger advantage it gives us because here at DFS Coach Talk, uh, for those that listen on a regular basis, uh, we utilize everything to our disposal, including statistical analysis, um, all time, all types of uh, use of optimizers and, uh, you know, uh, ownership, you name it, we're using it. But what we do in the end is we take all of that information together and we're hand building a couple of lineups each night. And that's the way we feel that is the best way to attack it. Uh, then if you're handling your bankroll management and your, your contest selection is right on the money, you know, we, we feel we can consistently uh, build a sustainable bankroll in DFS. So if that's what you're looking for and you haven't watched this before, you've come to the right place. Um, it is even more apparent now that this is the way to go. We've been hot lately, and that's because a lot of you know people that just depend on mass entering 150 and spitting out whatever's in the optimizer or whatever else they're utilizing – these combination of players aren't there. Some of these players haven't been on teams. I mean, it's just there's so much, so many variables. There's no consistent analyzation that you can really do, uh, no matter how much you want to dig into the analytics for most of these teams that are going to really give you uh, the most optimal lineup. So that's what we're all about here. We'd love to have you join us. Go to dfscoachtalk.com. We have a 12 days of Christmas offer that you can take advantage of all the way up until Christmas Day, which actually is only five days away now somehow. Uh, but when, when you sign up from that day, you get 12 full access days of Coach Talk for only 12 bucks. So it's a great time. Everything that we have, NBA and NFL right now, the, all the podcasts, all the uh, analytics, all of our lineups, we give a coach's clipboard on uh, for DraftKings, which is a five-man core, uh, more so in football, and then a bunch of players to fill in the roster. Full uh, both cash and GPP lineups on uh, FanDuel and Yahoo. So come and join us. We'd love to have you. All right, six games on this Monday, December 20th. First game, 7.30, so we get that little extra half an hour bonus. All three sites uh, – DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo have all six games. We also, if you're a member here uh, at Coach Talk, we're going to do an after-hour slate tonight. There are two games at 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we're going to also put out all of those lineups for that as well. So 
We're going for the wins today between football and then our two basketball as well. All right. First game on the docket uh, this evening. It is that early game. It's Philadelphia and Boston at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. It is... Uh, there is no line on this game right now, and it's and so we're going to have to wait on this one to see a line. Very unusual, we don't have a line, but there is there are a lot of moving parts uh, for both teams. So hopefully uh, that pops up here, and we can update it also on Twitter and in Discord. That's the only game uh, that I don't have a current line. Let me see if it came up somewhere else. No, they are waiting. They are biding their time on this line. What I can tell you is the pace of play is not great in this game. We've got 29th for Philadelphia and 22nd uh, for Boston. So that is not very conducive to large scoring. We also have uh, defense average 17 for Philly, 12 for Boston. But here's the laundry list. You got 9 million guys out here. All right questionable you're going to laugh at this so i'm sure we can break this down with accuracy right now here on monday morning these are, these are the questionable Embiid, green cork moss maxi powell and springer guys that are already out are drummond milton niang and simmons so we you know it's a it's a crapshoot here boston uh, Sam Hauser is probable. Everybody can have a party about that one. Questionable is Langford, Schroeder, and Tatum. Guys that are already out are Hernan Gomez, Horford, Parker, Richardson, Thomas, and Grant Williams. So we will find out where this game goes. It's crazy to, you know, if it's just these guys in, that are definitely going to play. I mean, obviously, this can be a, a targetable game. If it's just Tobias Harris and Seth Curry as the main two guys and then fill-ins, then we're going to focus there. For Boston, the guys that it looks like should be in, Jalen <clears throat> excuse me, Jalen Brown with no Jason Tatum could be a uh, the big play. But you may have Marcus Smart and Robert Williams as well. So no sense in wasting time on that particular game. The good news is it's the only 7.30 game. It's the early game. So we're going to know what the scenario is, who's in, who's out, who's starting. And then we'll just adjust from there. I mean, let's face it. That's the other point to make here. And I mentioned it yesterday. You, you know, if you're going to play uh, right now in the NBA, especially on DFS, you've got to be watching the news all day. You've got to be glued to your computer or phone at least that last 30 to 45 minutes before lock. And then you have to watch throughout the evening because there's going to be pop-ups of people in protocol that are going to change lineups completely. So again, you know, if you're just throwing a lineup in there and going to bed or doing whatever, <clears throat> you know, might as well set the money on fire because it's not going to work. You've got to follow it through. Uh, we'll do that for you here at Coach Talks. Just stay in our Discord and we'll make those changes and adjust those lineups. But that's the world we're in right now, especially in NBA DFS. All right, game two. It's an 8 o'clock game. It's the Houston Rockets and uh, Chicago Bulls. Houston, uh, Chicago's favored by 7.5. It's a nice 223.5 total. 
108 implied for Houston, 115 and a half uh, for Chicago. Coming into the game, Houston is 10 and 20. Chicago is 18 and 10. Uh, guys out for Houston are uh, Green, that's Jalen Green, Porter and Wall, and then Armani Brooks is questionable. For Chicago, we've got uh, Doubtful on uh, Derek Jones Jr., and then the guys that are out are Brown, Dasunmu, Johnson, Levine, Thomas, and Williams. So we have some moving parts here, like we do in every game. Uh, as far as from the statistical side, we've got Houston, the fastest-paced team in the league. So that is a big plus. Um, Chicago is 15th, middle of the pack. So major pace-up game for Chicago. However, it is the second night of a back-to-back -back for the Bulls. So will that affect uh, minutes? Uh, we'll see how that rolls out. Um, DeRozan, you know, we know... He's come back recently. He should be fresher. And uh, Vuk missed some time. So I think we'll get some decent run, and I'm definitely interested here. Defensively, the other plus for, for the Bulls is Houston is 24th in defensive efficiency, whereas Chicago is 7th. So Houston, you know, paced down and uh, better defense that they're going against. But they do get Chicago on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. So that creates it uh, being a little bit uh, complicated. As far as, you know, what we're looking at here, Eric Gordon at times can be a monster. At 5'7", he's cheap, but, you know, he does throw some clunkers in there as well. I'm interested in him tonight. I think this game sets up well for him. Uh, Christian Wood at 8'8", has been a good option. If uh, Again, they're on an island game, so he could get some good minutes here. Uh, you can roll the dice off the bench with Zhengun at 5'9", but his price has gone too high for me. Garrison Matthews at 4'8", has thrown in some consistent games, but again, more of a GPP shot. Again, on the Chicago side, though, you know, we've got all those conducive pieces other than it being the second night of a back-to-back, -back, but I think it really creates a good situation for Lonzo Ball at 7'7". The payup to De DeMar DeRozan at 9-3 makes a ton of sense. I think he's a great option. Uh, Vuk at 9-1, he's been a little inconsistent, but, you know, he can also be a, a slate breaker. Uh, and after that, you know, the probably the value, the two value guys you can at least consider are Caruso at 5-1 and Javante Green at 3-1. Um, Caruso at 5-1 does have uh, definitely some interest for me. This is the kind of game that, you know, he really does well. And it's a, it's a high total against a poor defensive team. And I think he could be the key to a nice uh, value play here. All right. Game three, also at eight o'clock. It's the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Memphis Grizzlies. Memphis is minus nine. The total is only 211 and a half. So low for the games tonight. Um, you've got, uh, again, Memphis minus nine. The implied total for Oklahoma City is 101.25. For the Grizzlies, it's 110.25. The Thunder come in at 9 and 19. The Grizz are 19 and 12. Uh, no injuries for the Thunder and nobody sitting. Is that the craziest thing? It helps to have a team built with a bunch of teenagers for sure. On the other side, uh, Aldama and Clark, maybe Brandon Clark comes back. Those two are questionable. 
out is Merrill. Ja Morant continues to be out. And Zaire Williams is out. So let's, you know, there's some potential here. No question about it. We've got uh, Memphis on the second night of a back-to-back. So we've got to, you know, watch that. Jenkins doesn't generally bury his players into the ground here. <clears throat> but and if they get a decent lead, that you know the spread is nine, uh, you know you may miss a, a section of time in the fourth quarter, which is always something to consider. Um, Thunder are 18th in the in pace, Memphis is ninth, so you're going to be fairly in the middle of the road. But the interest here is the defense isn't phenomenal by any stretch. The Thunder 20th, and Memphis in the middle of the pack at 14th. Uh, SGA, always a, a playable commodity at 8-6. Uh, Dort at 6-1. Giddy's all the way up to 7-2, which now, you know, not that value play that we had for most of the season. You know, after that, it really is uh, a bit of a crapshoot with JRE at 3-3, Baisley 4-3, Kendrick Williams at 3-7, Trey Mann at 3-4. You got a lot of good GPP uh, possible plays here, but really after SGA, uh, money-wise, I'm just not interested in that side of the ball. I don't. I think Dort and Giddy, who we've played a decent amount, have now been priced up enough uh, to not quite make my cut. Tyus Jones has been very steady and very good since Jaw went down. He's at five eight. Desmond Baines coming off a, a clinker the last time, but he's been good this season at six one. Uh, since Dylan Brooks, the games Dylan Brooks play, uh, you do see a decrease in Bain's output. So something to keep an eye on there. Brooks is at 6'4", Jaron Jackson at 6'7", very uh, playable. And then after uh, giving Adam some difficulty a couple weeks back, I actually played him yesterday at 5K flat, and he did very well. So he's an option, and it's against his uh, – old Thunder team, if that matters. I don't know if it's really a revenge narrative at this point, but uh, he was there a long time. So uh, not my favorite game on the slate by any stretch. I think there's the potential for Memphis blowing out. Thunder don't have any players out, so you're not getting extra usage from anybody. Uh, I just don't like the pace and matchups here. So this game could be a full pass for me, to be honest with you. All right, this next game will will – uh, open your eyes. Uh, how about 234 and a half for a total? I'm not positive, but that might be the second highest total I think I've seen all year. Uh, it is makes for a very interesting game. So it's the Charlotte Hornets at the Utah Jazz. We all know Charlotte's games have been going uh, way over and tons of points, uh, but there's some concern here. It's the second night of a back to back for Charlotte. So that's number one. And the second thing, Utah is a 12-point favorite, um, which doesn't help matters either. So 111.25 implied for Charlotte, very solid. How about this number? 123.25 for the Jazz. I mean, Charlotte's defense has basically completely vanished. They can't stop anybody, anywhere, anytime. Very bizarre. Uh, Charlotte comes in at 16 and 16. They're still in the fight. Jazz are, are a solid 20 and nine. Not a lot of news in this game either. Um, you know, Cody Martin, who was a big hero for us about a week ago, he is out. And then uh, Malik, Malik Fitz is, is questionable for Utah. 
we're going to come up with a lot of these new guys, 10-day contract guys, and uh, two-way player guys as, you know, people are missing people. And uh, Azubuki is out. So another game that's not super affected uh, by the COVID protocol stuff. So how does this game fall? We've got uh, fourth pace in Charlotte. So the fact that they're dead last in defense, 30th, they play at a fast pace. That's why their games have been monster. So you know Utah is going to fill it up unless they hammer them and then play subs. That's the risk. Uh, as far as defensively, we already said Charlotte was last. Utah is sixth, so that is somewhat of a concern. However, Charlotte's got all their guns in the you know in the holster here. They with Ball, Rozier, Hayward, Bridges, and Plumlee starting again. That really makes for a beautiful bench of PJ Washington, Ubre, Smith, McDaniel's book night. I mean, even Richards and Thor who filled in. So all of a sudden, Charlotte is a very deep team where people have got minutes and they can contribute. Uh, that's not great for DFS, though. That's the problem. So do you go up to a LaMelo ball at 9-6, uh, you know, or even a Miles Bridges at 8? In this type of scenario with everything we just described, that is the big question, and that could shift the slate one way or the other, good or bad. Um, Gordon Hayward's a fair 6-4, Rozier at 6-5 as well. If you think the guys off the bench are going to get time. That's a place to go. But the problem is Ubre's at 6-7 now because of all those big games when he was starting. So it's not an easy game here. You need to have exposure, but too much exposure could sink you. Not enough exposure could stink, sink you. So this is the game to really uh, dissect and, and follow through on. Conley 6K, Donovan Mitchell 9-7, a big number, but against this porous Charlotte defense, if the game stays close, he could go bonkers. Uh, Bogdanovich has been super inconsistent at 5. Gobert's 9-2, which is no uh, easy price either. And then they've got a litany of guys off the bench. So, I mean, you can look at this game multiple ways. You know, I'm, I'm going to probably just have a one-off on each side. I think you'll see teams with three Utah Jazz, uh, you know, opponents in, in DFS with three Jazz <clears throat> coming back with maybe two Hornets. I think you're going to see a lot of stacking here, but it doesn't come without risk. And if you're only building one or two lineups, which we, we do here and we give out to our members, I want exposure here, but it's not going to be an all-in type situation, even though that 234 and a half number is outstanding. But remember, guys off the bench like Ish Smith, Jalen McDaniels on one side, Rudy Gay, Joe Ingles, Jordan Clarkson, Hassan Whiteside on the other side, they could scoop a bunch of that fourth quarter uh, and even different spots within the game, especially on the Charlotte side where it's the second night of a back-to-back. -back. So proceed, have exposure, but proceed with caution. All right, the two 10 o'clock game, well, we have a 10 and a 10.30, not two 10 o'clock games. So the late slate will have these two games on it. If you're a member here at Coach Talk, it's the Sacramento Kings and the Golden State Warriors. Golden State favored by a big number 13. You have a nice 223 and a half total. You have Sacramento at 105.25 implied. Golden State 118.25. So another solid number there. Sacramento comes in at 13 and 18. Golden State at 24 and 6. As far as uh, the injuries here, Rashawn Holmes questionable. 
So that's important news that we need. All the rest of these guys are already out. Bagley, Davis, Fox, King, Len, and Davion Mitchell. So Sacramento is hammered. And it's the second night of a back-to-back -back for, the, for the Kings here. So they are not loving life right now. Then they have to go at Golden State, <clears throat> best record in the league with that stout defense, uh, and that's not fun either. They do have some guys missing, though. Uh, Poole is, remains out. Clay, who's going to come back here in January, he's still out. Uh, but Andrew Wiggins is out, and Weissman remains out. So without Poole and Wiggins, that's a, a big effect for them. Uh, Pace-wise, this is a really nice game. Sacramento third and Golden State eleven. So there's going to be possessions, plenty of possessions here. Sacramento's defense, not good, 26th. So the key guys for Golden State uh, may be the play. And we know Golden State has the best defense uh, efficiency in the league. Um, very fun to watch defensively. They do such an outstanding job. So that's not a big plus for Sacramento either. As far as <clears throat> playable commodities here, we've got um, a couple of options. Halliburton at 7K, he really is the man right now without Fox and Davion Mitchell. It's hard to get away from. Uh, I, I do like him here. Um, Buddy Hield at 5'8", a lot more shots available for, for him at a cheap price. The Kings are just priced low. It's that simple. It makes you want to gravitate to a couple of these guys. Harrison Barnes is only 6. Metu is only 4'7". And if Holmes plays, he's 6'2". Uh, again, it's a tough Golden State defense, and it is a big spread of 13. So we don't know, you know, if this game doesn't stay close, if we're going to get full run in minutes for our guys. Steph Curry seems like the best play. I mean, he's going to get a lot of ownership, but he's a, a crunching 11-8. So it is a big commitment to go there, especially if the game uh, blows out, which is very possible. Uh, but if it blows out, maybe he's completely the reason why. So he's a key decision here uh, at that 11-8 number. Um, I'm thinking of playing him because there's such an enormous amount of value on the slate. Uh, and I don't think his ownership's going to be horrible. I mean, he's going to be popular, but it's not at 11-8. He's just not going to you know, dominate the ownership category. So something to keep an eye on there. I like Gary Payton II at 4-1. He stepped up the last game. We know he can step up in any type of situation here and get it done. And then uh, after that, Draymond at 7-1 makes sense. If you want to go super cheap, try to get a real value play, you're going to see increased time for Porter Jr. at 3-7, uh, Iguodala at 3-2, Damian Lee at 3-8. There is risk with all those, including uh, Looney at 3-9. But uh, maybe some key takeaways here, possibly just Halliburton Curry and go after the big heavyweights in this game. But uh, Metu and a few of the other guys at, at that price they're at are extremely tempting, including Tristan Thompson, 4-3 off the bench. So I like that game. We'll have some exposure there as well. All right, last game on the slate, 10-30, late night sweat game, second game of the two-game after-hour slate. Sixth game on the main slate. Uh, it is the San Antonio Spurs at the LA Clippers. Clippers are favored by five. It's only a 214 and a half total. 104.75 implied for the Spurs. 
109.75 implied uh, for the LA Clippers. As far as records coming into this game, Spurs are 11 and 18, Clippers are 16 and 14. We have a questionable tag on McDermott, and we know Zach Collins has been out. He's been out all year. Spurs have been very lucky as far as COVID goes. They have not been hit uh, by that, so they have a good solid squad. But it's the second night of a back-to-back for Pop. So we know Popovich. It's spooky when you play Spurs on the second night of a back-to-back. They're on the road in L.A., so all bets are off as far as that rotation. So proceed very cautiously with Pop. Uh, Clippers side of the ball, Paul George questionable, obviously huge news. And, you know, if you're going to do late swap or whatever, you know, you got to make sure you have something set up, probably a 2v2 maybe with Murray on the other side so you can make it work. But uh, keep that in mind. And then uh, probable Abaca and out Hartenstein, Hartenstein, whatever you want to say, Leonard Morris and Preston. So that's what it looks like for the Clippers. Pace-wise, not bad at all here. Spurs 7th, Clippers 13th. Defensively, Spurs have sunk back to 22nd. They've had a few poor defensive outings of late. Clippers are 4th, so that's not going to help the Spurs cause either. So not my favorite game. Lower total, that unknown with the Spurs. If you have the courage for you know DeJounte at 9-8, Certainly can be a slate breaker. Derek White has thrown in a few games uh, that are really good and some average and some poor games. So he's all over the place. But Derek White at 6-5 is an option. Uh, Keldon Johnson, super inconsistent at 5-4. Pirtle can give you some good games at 6-2. I think he's a reasonable play. Uh, Devin Vassell started the last game at 4-1. So let's see what happens there. Uh, Lonnie Walker can score the ball for sure at 4-2. So you've got some good value plays, uh, but again, you're going to get a lot of split minutes there, which are a concern. On the Clippers side, it all has to do with Paul George. If he plays, he's without restrictions. He's 10-8, and it's an island game, so he becomes an immediate in-play guy. If he doesn't, it opens up some other players here. Reggie Jackson at 7-6. And then my two guys, I hate that let me down the other day, and I won't forget it. Luke Kennard at 6K, Terrence Mann at 5'4. Boo, I hope you have a lousy Christmas. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but Kennard and Mann are questionably in play here. How's that sound? Even though they're both uh, ruled in, they're going to play. But my question is do I want to play them? Possibly one of them. I'll hold my nose, close my eyes, and push the button if I have to. But after that, let's see what the rotation is going to be. Batum's at 4-5, Zubat's at 4-9, uh, certainly possible. But, you know, with Bledsoe and Abaka in the mix, maybe even a little Justice Winslow, I'm not as crazy about this game. So, I, you know, I don't have a game on the slate to sum it up that I'm just going to dive on. I'm going to have a mix of exposure throughout the evening. I think there's some good plays because – it's let's face it. If, if you're not building a stars and scrubs lineup, then it doesn't make much sense because you've got the stars, you know, utilizing more usage for the most part, because there's so many guys out. And then you have all these value plays. There's, there's $4,000 guys playing 30, 35 minutes on every slate. So 
you just pile in the guys that you think are going to break the slate, the, the high price guys like the Curry's and Georges or whomever. And then you, you filter them in with, you know, the guys that are going to get big minutes that don't normally play uh, or play very little, you know, the Caruso's and the, uh, you know, even guys like, let's see here, um, Mike Conley may get a boost today, Lonzo Ball, if Schroeder's in, guys like that, you know, really jump up and, and can get more usage and get it done. Or even the cheaper guys like the Garrison Matthews, Josh Christophers, uh, Javante Greens. I mean, those guys that normally start or play, you know, 15, 18 minutes, in a lot of spots are going to get 30. And if they get close to 30 at those dead men prices, uh, they can at least get you there and allow you to really build your roster with some big name guys. So I will be stars and scrubbing it again. And uh, we're really looking forward to attacking this slate. We've got NFL going too. So if you want to join us, it's dfscoachtalk.com. Uh, take advantage of our 12 days of Christmas offer. Sign up today. You get the next 12 days for 12 bucks, and that's all access, everything we've got. If you're watching on YouTube right now on the way out and you enjoyed the, the podcast, quick thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, give us a little comment, a question, you know, two words, anything. That combination of stuff really helps us move up the algorithm on YouTube and be seen. If you're watching, or I'm sorry, not watching, I've done that a few times. If you're listening uh, to the audio version, wherever podcasts can be heard, a quick five stars and comment will get you in a drawing that we have at the end of every month for a full week of DFS Coach Talk. All right, that is it, my friends. I hope you enjoyed the six-game breakdown. If anything changes, you can follow us on Twitter, at DFS Coach Talk. I am at Joe Sarvati. That's J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Uh, any questions, uh, even about membership, or if it's just about the games, be happy to answer those there. So thank you so much for spending your uh, Monday with me here. I hope this helps you build some big winners and some big takedowns. Uh, tomorrow in the NBA, we have a five-game slate. Uh, the one and only Andrew Hansen will be uh, manning the booth for the podcast and lineup. So look forward to uh, his input tomorrow. So have a great day. Uh, definitely hammer it in, in football and basketball. And uh, we'll be back again tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.